Blog Talk Radio. Christy's with me, uh, helping with the chat room. Uh, Sean and Christina uh, had other plans where they had to uh, be elsewhere, but they do offer their uh, apologies and tell you that they will be with us again next week. So tonight we're talking about, oh, we're talking about paranormal team, uh, what your team should be, how, how, basically how important your team is uh, from everybody. Uh, on to the founders down to the newbies. And uh, basically another thing is when you have a team, when you have a team, you really need to worry about, you know, um, well, basically you need to worry about your reputation, you know. You need to to care, you know, about that. That's a pretty big thing. Um, There's a lot of people out there, a lot of teams that – are fly by night, you know they they're doing it because it's all cool and a bunch of fun and and then after the tediousness of the uh, sitting in the dark room with a bunch of people in the dark, you know um, announcing your own farts and burps, uh, it gets you know the the polish gets a little tarnished. Um, it's some of us that have been doing it for a very long time who realize that it's uh, not going to be just you know, excitement, excitement, excitement. There's a uh, primarily there's more downtime when you're sitting in, in in each location than there's anything else. I mean, of course, there's the build-up, the excitement of a new location, if indeed it is a new uh, location, or it's um, you know uh, some uh, like a a really cool. Um, investigation that no one's done before that you get to be the first team that's always excitement you know we've we've had that that was uh <laughs> excuse me that was a wonderful you know uh, investigation we really did we did like that and we had a, met a lot of fine people so uh founders founders are the people that are the uh they actually started the uh investigation team they're the ones that said, hey, let's put together a team of our own. And uh, so those are the founders. And usually it kind of coincides. And not every team, of course, is different. But uh, you have uh, the founders and uh, lead investigators are, you know, a lot of the time are, are the same. Now, our team, we had founders. And then uh, we lost one of the founders. And so now we basically have lead investigators. Two team leaders. Well, um, well, 
well, Sean's a uh, well, he's our case manager now. Yeah. But uh, so uh, then you have investigators, case managers, you have um, techs, you have um, 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 the reviewers, you have researchers. I mean, there's all kinds, and a lot of them, of course, overlap. But um, we uh, we have a pretty good reputation for our team. We have we've we've been getting recently we've been getting phone calls from other states wanting us to come down, and it's it's kind of you know weird when you think that they have teams in their in their town right right with them right there you know, but yet they call us so that's nice. We've worked hard for that, you know, to have that that good rep. Don't you think? I agree. So reputation seems to be the majority of what your team should mostly focus on outside of the client and the investigation itself. Because you know, if we if you go out there, you know, you get some ghost hunting teams that go in there smoking pot and setting places on fire. Obviously, not a very good reputation there. Um, so if you are experiencing any kind of activity and you are needing a team to come out, one of the best things to do is ask for references. Mm -hmm. Okay, A reputable team that's not, um, I wouldn't say afraid, but a reputable team that's not trying to hide their reputation or bad reputation will give you references to follow up on. And those are other investigations that they've gone on and they can tell you, you know, yeah, they, they were really professional, you know, they came in, they were respectful for our property. Uh, they were respectful for our, the entities that we feel are haunting the place. They had respect for them. Uh, because one thing I don't agree with, you know, a lot of the shows, and I mean, of course, the shows have to, you know, be entertaining, or why would you watch them? Why would, you know, commercials pay the exorbitant amount of money they do to have them alongside the shows? Um, we don't provoke. We don't provoke, you know, because once you, you know, if you provoke and you go in and you don't talk to me now and start calling, you know, whatever you don't know, names, and then it's like, okay, well, nothing to see here. Moving on, you know, and go along to your next investigation. You uh, have caused and provoked an unknown entity that the client now has to deal with right. by themselves. So that's not nice. That's a meany, meany thing to do. And that is actually one of the things that we will talk a little bit about a little bit later on, is that's part of what most teams should have. I think all teams should have it, some form of rules and regulations that each team member is expected to kind of uphold and live by. Well, yeah, and we, we've had um, investigators show up um, reeking a pot, Naturally, they did not make it on the investigation. They were sent away, and uh, um, we actually let that person go, and, and didn't let them be a part of the team after that. That was, you know, that was ridiculous. And sometimes you forget. You know, I, one of our um, um, main team investigators uh, before our last investigation a couple weeks ago, when I went over to pick him up, offered me a beer. It's like no. No, Skippy, we can't do that now. Right. So, I mean, yeah, it's like, like he's saying, it's always a good idea before, any, you know, and it's kind of like a rule of thumb. I don't care what you do in your extracurricular oh, yeah. time. Smoke weed, 
drink, do whatever you want. All I ask for is within 24 hours before the investigation not to consume any kind of substance. Because not only is it a safety risk because, you know, you're either you're, you know, you'd be high or drunk and stumbling, falling down or, you know, so you know, spun that you're going to be manic and all over the place. So that's a safety risk. But also it's a credibility risk. Like, I'm sorry, I wasn't listening. Go ahead. So people that are, you know, credibility risk, you know, people that, I, you know, are drinking or doing drugs, you know, they're not always in the perfect state of mind to be able to experience things and sometimes can be falsely. I, and, and in all honesty, um, if you, uh, if one beer, okay, one beer before you go out isn't going to really affect your judgment. But if you found something or something happened on location and you're trying to tell someone else, and you go up to tell them, and you smell a beer, <coughs> then, yeah, a lot of your, uh, yeah, your credibility goes out the window. So, yeah, not so much. I mean, it's just a good rule of thumb, you know. Um, I mean, there's plenty of time to drink or do whatever. Um, an investigation is not one of them. It always causes issues. I mean, look at the uh, idiots that, you know, like you were saying earlier. Yeah. Yeah. And then... What about in the news where you had the team find the dead woman? Yeah, I think that was just, that's not necessarily their fault. No, I wasn't there. No, I'm not saying that. I mean, you never know what you're going to find on investigation. It's like, okay, so you you had that beer. Now you found that woman. you got to call and talk to the authorities, right? Right. Yeah, that you, you, you're kind of, you know, not good. So always just be prepared. Um, you know, it, it's – I think that uh, the uh, – uh, Ghost hunter um, motto should should be not too dissimilar to you know the the scouts you know always you know be prepared you know type deal. Right. When you get into team dynamics, you always have to think about you know trusting the people that you're with. Oh, yeah, without a doubt. I mean, so if you're in your team dynamics, and that's the process that our team goes through. Um, is we actually have reinstituted like an interview process or oh, actually yeah. interview team members. We don't just say, hey, join the team. Yep, you want to join? Great, great. Let's go. Because we want to be able to build on, and we, like, we, I guess it's kind of a probationary period. Yeah. But we kind of want to be able to know that we can trust every team member that we're with. So the team dynamics is no matter where I am or which person I'm teamed up with, I know that whatever they're reporting is going to be something that's truthful and not something that they're making up to try to falsify evidence. Yeah. Right? Or it's something that I know they're not going to, you know, reach out and, you know, tap me or pull my hair during an investigation. Yeah, we've, we've only had that happen once, and, and that, you know, never happened again because, you know, you have to trust your people when you're out there. But, I mean, it, it, we have fun. You know, it, it, you can't have a lot of fun in that when you're – out there, you know, you keep professional. Um, you don't always have to like everyone on your team, but it helps. Yeah. You know, it really does. It really helps. It does help. And then that, again, plays into a reputation as well for your team. Because if you know that your team is trustworthy, you know that they're going to behave and report things appropriately to your clients. Yeah. And so they're not going to try to just say, you know, oh, your house is haunted by so many ghosts, just to kind of build it up when it's really not the case. Well, we don't have anyone that's like that. Yeah. You know, um, I don't think we've ever had anyone that was yeah, like that. Because like you're saying, if, if your reputation starts to slip a little bit, 
either, you know, not only does it kind of make people in your city mm -hmm. look in other counties or other cities yeah. for other teams because they don't trust your team or your team has a bad rep, yeah. but it also kind of puts a bad spin on the rest of the teams that may be in the same city as you are. Okay. Well, yeah, I mean, I can see where that would happen, but, um, you know, I, I would take, as as myself, with common sense, I would take, as I do each individual, on their own. I would do the same with the team. I would take each team as its own, in, you know, without lumping them with another team that they might not even be aware of. Granted, but you yeah. also have to think in mind, not everybody, see, even in the small town of Klamath Falls that we have, we have four reported teams in our town. Okay. And not everybody in our town understands that when they hear the ghost hunters, they might just think of the one team that they do know. Yeah. And so if they do hear of something bad in your town, that's going to be the team they associate it with because well, they I know, don't realize there's so many. In well, I know town. that uh, another team, uh, Paranormal Sightings, uh, was on the front page uh, when they were going to go do an uh, investigation uh, that they had asked the county uh, if they could do. And then uh, the Herald of the News had them featured, uh, which I thought was great, and it really brought everything home for ghost hunting teams. But we were being asked if it was us and this and that whatnot, and our name is nowhere close to, you know, or we had other people saying that there were no other teams but theirs. I mean, That's what I mean. yeah. So people don't realize that there are, in a small town like Lama Falls, there are four reported teams. Yeah, and considering that we are the oldest team here. Yeah, I don't mean individual old. I mean you know, the <laughs> fact that, well, 2005, 10 years. Yes. Wow, 10 years. Mm -hmm. We've been doing this for 10 years. We should have, like, a birthday. I think so. Yeah, I think we should have a birthday. We should do some. Well, we've got the magazines coming out. Yeah. You know, the magazine is, is – uh, is like so close to finished it's not even funny right. it's just a couple little things. The majority things. of it's going to be um, uploaded to be able to be printed tonight. I know we have the deadline. Of well I don't know that it'll be tonight but it'll be real days. soon yeah. But by the end of this weekend it should be uploaded. Oh without a doubt yeah without a doubt it's just the fine-tuning it's like it's done uh, so that is done but getting it set for the printers to be able to put it online is a different story. And they were it has to like be over the weekend yeah, it has to, you know, there's a lot of different things that will be done to do it. But it's fun. We've got all kinds of, well, this this show isn't about, we did the magazine already uh, show. But it'll be fun. Well, on the plus side, though, we are doing a show tonight on Team Dynamics. <coughs> Which is something Which, that we have. So, uh, in our Paranormal 101 section, yeah, Big Sean, Sean actually writes an entire article about Team Dynamics. <coughs> yeah, it was Which very nice, too. more detail about what each individual member of your team should be doing to have a team that's big enough. Yeah. Right. With smaller teams, you kind of have to be a jack of all trades and kind of do. Well, and, and and I think that um, you and I have um, you know during the course of our uh, you know being on you know in the the haunted hunters, we've have worn many hats, mm -hmm. you know, and we've done every job uh, from uh, public relations to you know research. To, you know, just basically everything. And it's, yeah, and it's, it's really important to kind of share duties, too. Yeah. I mean, because, you know, you, and it's not, it's all fun and games to be an investigator. Yeah. Okay. But a lot of people that when they join teams don't realize how much work actually surrounds being a paranormal investigator. You don't just show up at 
11 o'clock at night till 4 o'clock in the morning or whatever and do the investigation and go home. Yeah. There's still research that needs to be done. Oh, what about, what about, okay, our last investigation, oh, no, the, the, not the last one, the one before, we had one of the uh, workers, uh, it was a business, and I won't say yet because we haven't, you know, had permission to, you know, to say, but one of the workers wanted so bad to join us and we let them be a guest and uh, how long did she last? 45 minutes. 45 minutes. I mean, she was all excited. She was like dancing there, you know, woo, I get woo, woo, please, please. And then 45 minutes later, um, yeah, I, I, I got to go feed my cat. Yeah, that, yeah, yeah. But first I got to go buy a cat, and then I'm going to feed it. Yeah, but I got to go. <laughs> Do all the research, write all the reports, and report yeah. back to the client. I mean, that's yeah. when I say, you know, and our rule of thumb for our team is if you go on an investigation, you are responsible to do the review for that investigation. Well, not to do, you know, we, what we do, uh, to be fair, is uh, depending on how many people we have in the team at any one time, the uh, review gets divvied up, right. um, you know, at, you know, the same. You know, you get a certain amount. That is no less or no more than anyone else. Right, but all the people that participate <coughs> in the investigation are expected to do the review of that said investigation. Oh, of course. Yeah. Or they don't get to go on the next one. Right. Yeah. And of course, the team members that don't participate in the investigation are always welcome to do review as well. I mean, it's not like, oh, I didn't go on that investigation, I can't do the review. Yeah, that's not the way it works. So it's always excellent to share because if you just do. I mean, if you just do research, 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 after a while, you're going to get bored with that. And that's when a lot of team members start falling off because they have such a kind of tunnel vision on their roles and they don't allow the team members to kind of blur and cross boundaries. So like recently, you know, we've had investigators step down from an investigation position and want to be more just on the backside mm -hmm. of it where they do research and client interviews and team member interviews and trainings and those kinds of things and, you know, to be, you know, kind of researching equipment and stuff like that. Well, I, I mean, and then seriously, after 10 years, I could see that, you know, taking a little break, you know, and but still being a part. Right. Um, so, you know, I advocate it's that. It's still part of the magazine. I mean, everything, we have so yeah. many things. But. Well, that's a nice thing, too, about the team. Our team, for this issue, I mean, honestly, the first three issues on Haunted Hunters was primarily you and me. You, what article you didn't write, I did. Now, that's not the case. Every single person on our team has contributed. I am just, I mean, that is awesome. Right, that's what I mean. We have good team dynamics. We trust each other. We're able to share roles. Uh -huh. It's not like when I go up to somebody and say, hey, I really don't. I really need some extra help doing this. I never have a team member tell me no. No, we don't have that's that. Not my job. Yeah, it, it's really been you know really good. Yeah. That's why I say you get so chiseled in stone on what you expect each member to do, but then when extra help is needed, well, even like, our newbie, I can't do that. our newbie is 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 just right on the front line, right? I mean, and with of course the excitement that maybe a veteran may not possess, but still. Very professional and ready to help and be there. Right. I like that. A lot. Yeah, so that's why yeah. we go through, I wouldn't really say a rigorous interview process, 
But we want to make sure, like I said before, we were accepting people onto our team that someone that was missing. You know, background checks, you know, bank account, you know, information. <laughs> you know, I mean, just the usual. <laughs> yeah, blood type. Blood type. Security number. Yeah, DNA, swab. What's your credit no. score rating? We need to know no. if we can get a loan, you know. Yeah. You know. No, right. we don't anyway, so you think about it, you know, because like I said, not every team is just about investigations. Like I said, there's so much behind the team that actually makes it work. Because like you were saying earlier, investigations are boring. They can be. There's, I mean, unless there's something happening. Yeah. Majority I mean, of the time you're so, sitting so in the dark. So 85% boring, 15% just adrenaline-crazed Nuttiness. What is that? Yeah. I mean, okay. What three investigations ago? The footsteps walking towards the suicide. I mean, that was awesome. I mean, that that was like. Not only was there footsteps, but there was a dragging noise. Of the chair. Yeah. Yeah. Now that I mean that was definitely awesome. And we heard that live. Yeah. As well as heard it on yeah. audio and video. Yeah. To corroborate what yeah. our investigators. How often do you hear do. something that intense live? Right. That was that was you know that was one of the, we've had some. What we ought to do is do a best of like the top ten best of the you know the ten years, you know because um, we have many more coming up. Right. right. Um, we're very busy. You know, booked out pretty much. But, um, but yeah. like you're saying, you know, the 85% of the time, and that's what a lot of people get so disheartened with paranormal investigating, but the 85% of the time, you're sitting in the dark with other grown adults talking to yourselves, right, and expecting something to happen, and it doesn't, and then it doesn't, and then it doesn't. And then when you do the review, guess what you're watching? Grown people sitting in the dark talking to themselves with nothing happening, right? And so the investigation part, I mean, that seems to be all that everybody wants to do until they actually do it. And like I say, if there's not a whole bunch going on, it's boring sometimes. Well, during review, too, I mean, I've sat, during the review for the uh, Oregon case, I'm sitting and I'm listening to the lobby that was locked off. And, you know, 45 minutes into hearing the same squeaks and bumps, I'm, I'm, you're getting a little, wow, you know, yeah, yeah. a little bit. Then all of a sudden you have, <laughs> you know, and it's like, then you're sitting an inch higher in your chair wondering what that smell is, and your heart's pounding out of your chest. And what it is was the Maya birds that were there on the property. These are the ones that did, they mocked other animals. They, mocked other animals. they mocked, um, they did frogs, they did, you know, what what other people. Yeah, so, <laughs> yeah, I remember that. Before that, I had uh, brown hair. <laughs> yeah, now it's gray. But then you think about it, after an investigation, you know, say, okay, we're done, the investigation's over. Right, because you still have Client contact. Oh, afterwards. sure. Yeah, so follow up. The review, then you want to present them with yeah. the evidence, if yeah. any. If not, you still want to present them with an investigation report because typically you, you include what research you did on the building, what you found out, you know, what it used to be, who used to live there, et cetera, et cetera, if there's yeah. death accidents, 
fires. Well, you found out some pretty uh, uh, cool things on that last one. I mean, of course, yeah. I'm sorry to say I shouldn't even bring it up since we can't say anything about but uh, it was... Uh, we'll be able to talk about it next week, though. Yeah. yeah I went. Anyway, I mean, so you after the investigation, and it's usually, usually, not always, but it's usually the case manager that compiles the investigation reports. Because okay. they're the ones that are in pretty much constant client contact. I was going to say, the talking about the... Kind of scout them out, work with the clients, get the investigation, do all the paperwork, get it uh, approved. Then when the review is done, they go to the meetings, take notes, and write an investigation report, get the research information from the researchers, and deliver that to the client. Yeah. And then even after you deliver your investigation report to the client, and to keep up a good reputation, you want to say, okay, here's your report. Nice knowing you. Right? You want to encourage the client. Keep it journaled. You know, especially if you don't find anything on any kind of substantial evidence. They keep a journal of the things that happen. Or call the client a couple months after your investigation and say, hey, what's going on? Well, another thing you want to do is when you're set up to meet with a client and you go out and talk to them, time comes for investigation. You don't do a no-show. No. Okay. I mean, you know, valid excuse or not, you, you need to call and let them know. I mean, the, the, the fact that they're waiting on you, they put their, you know, everything, you know, waiting on you to show up and do your thing, and they're trusting you to come into their, their house or their, you know, the private space or their business or whatnot, and then you don't show up, that really leaves a bad taste in the public's mouth for paranormal teams, even, if, you know, other teams. You know, uh, right, it, it, so then if you go to that client as another team, then they're like, oh, well. Yeah, you guys are, you know, see, here it is. I've had a bad experience, had a bad experience with you guys. With you guys. You paranormal guys are not professional. You know, you guys, you guys blow chunks, okay? Let's just say it. You blow chunks. <laughs> Which is what I mean when other teams are in the same town. You kind of paint the public's eyes. Well, I don't even know if it's just a, the same town. It's overall. Yeah. I mean, it's like, uh, you know. A paranormal, um, uh, someone that uh, is a paranormal investigator does something wrong to someone, they're going to lump all paranormal investigators in the same way human nature. You know, it's not necessarily correct. Uh, and, you know, the thing is, life happens. There's reasons why sometimes you can, I mean, we had the uh, investigation, two investigations ago, we had to change it. You know, we were set up for one week and we had to change it at the last minute to the following week but we showed up when we were supposed to to let them know we could not be following through and i actually you know um the one um um employee that had been there uh to to have you know to see us to make sure that we you know even though we weren't late or we were on time you know, we invited them to be part of it next time they they willingly you know had a lot of fun yeah, they have good PR. Right. You know, keep positive, you know, but communicate. It's like any kind of relationship, a male, female, husband, wife, boyfriend, girlfriend, community, you know, uh, investigation team, client, communication, you know, hold their hand, look in their eyes, you know, tell them that you care. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, which is another, what you kind of wrap with the relationships as far as our team dynamics go. So like you're saying, what's your first reaction when you believe your significant other is in danger? Did I get them to sign the insurance? <laughs> anyway, 
way. But when you're when you're investigating, and sometimes you can't help it because you're the, you know the only ones there. But we always do it in pairs, and we're never alone. We never send anyone anywhere alone in an investigation. Like I said, for safety reasons and for validity reasons. But it's always more difficult when you have husband and wives in the same group or boyfriend and girlfriends, or girlfriend and girlfriends, boyfriend and boyfriends, whatever the case may be. Because if something weird happens, or something that you perceive to be dangerous may happen, your first response is going to want to try to protect your spouse or your significant other. And to find out what is causing the situation to happen. Well, if I had something going on, and you weren't even on my team, first thing I'd do is make sure my team was, well, you know, that was, who? I'm not saying safe your team. I'm just saying your first yeah. reaction is to protect the person that you're with. Yeah. Plus, if the person you're with says they see something, you're going to believe them. Of course. I mean, well, then if something, like, really out there happened, uh, you know, like a bunch of demon dogs chasing me down, oh, yeah, then... Anyway, that's our show. Uh, we will, uh, Sean says uh, he's sorry he wasn't here. He's, he's very sorry. But pick up the copy of Haunted Hunters Magazine issue number four. Oh, he also does a uh, a movie that. review. Yeah, yeah. Our paranormal one. Yeah, and he I guess he gets nuts on this movie too. Yeah, it's actually just, funny. Yeah, he just, evidently. The whole magazine is actually. Yeah, the the, the movie funny. that he that won't go into the movie, but he tore it apart. Yeah. Tore it yeah. apart. Anyway, here we go. We are out. Beware of the blob, it creeps and leaps and glides and slides across the floor, right through the door and all around the wall. A splotch, a blotch, be careful of the blob. Beware of the blob, it creeps and leaps and glides and slides across the floor, right through 